two, one. Welcome to episode 114. We can't start. Why? Because you don't know what time we started at. Uh, it doesn't matter. I honestly... will figure it out. I've then keep this in. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, you know, I've like, I've tried using the timestamps. I've actually found it's way easier just to use the countdown. I don't know oh. what, ma- I don't know what Kevin was doing with the timestamps, to be honest. Like, I, I don't. For his own personal gain. Maybe. Just I tracking mean, shit. I guess, but like, it's just so much easier to sync them up and then you can delete like whatever extraneous, like whatever's extraneous. Like, it's not that bad. Mm. Um, okay. Just, well, never mind. I was trying to be helpful. No, I appreciate that, uh, but he's full of shit, and uh, if he ever listens to this again from his prepper cave, Kevin, you're full of shit. Welcome um, back to the Fuck You Kevin podcast. Let's start off with Fuck You Kevin, you lying liar who tells lies. Kevin, I can only hope someone breaks your jaw in the next couple hours. That's how much I hate you. Possibly specifically, and specifically over this. Yeah. I'm not participating in the hate fest. What? Just let the hate move through you. Seize your destiny. of the Wow Timestamps Are For Losers podcast. I'm your timestampiest loser, Sud Sampath. I'm Time Lord Deposed by Stamps, Brian Fisher. I'm at 4 minutes and 12 seconds, Matt Goulin. My god. So, since we're all about time on this timestampy podcast, I'm going to start and talk about a game that's all about time, and that's called 12 Minutes. Have you guys heard about 12 really? Minutes? I have not. Tell me more. That couldn't have been a more perfect uh, segue. Yeah. So, I'm sort of shocked. You guys have never heard about 12 Minutes. It's like kind of a huge game. Um, it was released uh, like mm. maybe like two weeks ago, and I got it through Game Pass. And this is from Annapurna Interactive. So, you know, they released a bunch of kind of amazing, like, avant-garde, like, art games. So, Flower... Um, is okay. from Annapurna. Is oh, sure. Example. Stray that's coming out, which is about like a cat. Is holy you know, shit! James McAvoy, okay. Daisy Ridley, and William. Yeah, Defoe? this game's insane. Yeah, um, and one of my favorite games ever, Kentucky Route Zero, is by Annapurna Interactive. Mm. So I was like, okay, I like Annapurna Interactive. This, um, the voice acting is kind of great. It's got James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Um, in, uh, in in, I heard he's some sort of scientist. Uh, that's a good joke, but he's actually some sort of police officer, and he's not a very good police officer. So, so what is the 12-minute mechanic, which I assume is the whole point of the game? Okay, so, uh, like, you have to, it, it's, it, if you see a trailer for this, like, it's got a really awesome visual style, um, to it, it plays itself out like it's more like memento or like some sort of like time loop type game but it's really a point and click and so what you have to do is that the entire game takes place pretty much exclusively in a small apartment suite 
and you have to play through the events of a 12-minute cycle to try to solve the mystery of the story oh, as to like what's happening. And so it's a top-down perspective, and it's all set in this apartment suite that's shared by a husband and wife played by James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley. Um, and it includes like a, me- like a living room, a kitchen area, their bedroom, um, there's a bathroom, and a closet. And almost all of it, you have to play as the husband as you're trying to take certain actions to break free of the time loop, and that's over the first, like, 10 minutes. Um, do know, like, it's not a 12... Like, even though, like, it says 12 minutes, like, and it only takes 10 minutes of time in real time, it took me about, like, five-ish hours to beat, four or five hours to beat. So it wasn't too long. Um, like I mentioned, it released to the Game Pass, and it had a lot of hype. I played it. It is outrageously bleak. Um, and I don't like it. And so... (laughs) What a review. It is one of the most brutal, like, incredibly in-your-face type of games. Um, And I don't really want to spoil it, because I don't know if you guys want to play it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it mostly because it's a point-and-click game. Like, the the trailer presents it as something that it's not. Um, It is not, like, a thriller it's not like anything but Monkey Island, and it's pretty obtuse. Where there's really, okay. there's like really only like one thing you have to do each time, but like you can do a lot of things in the game, and they're almost all violent. Um, okay, with a few like kind of sweet moments, like you can like have a dance with your wife, like turn on the radio or have a dance, or you can bash her head in or slit her throat or whatever. Oh my it might god! Be. Um, if that's like gonna help you progress the story. Um, and so you can do a lot of these types of actions to try to progress it. Uh, but, and then that sort of like, comes like a moral conundrum. Like, do you think that if something is like, if you turn back time, that the morality of the action you took still matters? Cause I think that actually has a huge impact as to whether you like the game or not. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what do you guys think? Do you think, like, it, it does matter or it doesn't? <laughs> I, I mean, I'd have to play the game. No, 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 yeah, no. I don't... So, I, I so guess I, I'm it, still it, hung it, up that this uh, is the, being asked through the lens of a game. Okay, okay. Let's just take a step back. If you knew that you were in a time loop and you had to kill your partner to get to, to break the time loop and to move forward... Would you do it, and would you feel anything? If you knew, like, it was going to be fine. Like, she's going to be back. Um, all of this is going to be fine, but, you know, you could... Uh, y- you might have to bash her head in to get out of this time loop. Like, does that bother you? Yeah, that, that would bother me. I don't think... Even, I think that would be pretty rough to have to bash in your partner's head, even knowing that it will end up being fine. It's the only way to get out of the time loop. It would be pretty awful while you're bashing your partner's head in. Do you think that's the case, Matt? Yeah, I mean, if you got to do what you got to do. All right, so see, he doesn't seem to care. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. Well, because it wouldn't, because technically it would reset. Totally, but like, wouldn't wouldn't it be awful, though, like, in the moment? Yeah, for for the, but then, but then you could be like, look, I saved us from a terrible, infinite fate. And, you know, she'd be like, oh, my God. This would save you from a infinite fate. Yeah. Uh. So, so you would probably be like, this sucks, but I'm going to do it, right? 
Yeah. Okay. So can, in this hypothetical, I, can do you explain it to your partner? I mean, you have twelve minutes, right? So you like, have twelve minutes to beat the game. That's right. You have twelve minute loop. Sounds pretty. You can't do much in twelve minutes. Well, you can so kill you your wife really, repeatedly. Don't worry, I've done we, that in the game. You don't have to. Like it's not so so much where you could set up a scenario where you make the most of twelve minutes and just live in a time loop. Twelve minutes would just like you know you can't even take a full shit sometimes. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> uh, that wasn't where I was going. Um, but I, yes, I guess and, that, yes and yes and you can also kill your wife like several times over. Um, well, you have to do it several times. Yeah, because like every time you are in the the loop, you learn more. Like that's the thing about it. It's completely arbitrary. You know, like because it's just like there's only one way to um, approach it. I made it. You made it seem like it was a one and done. Several times makes it. Makes no, it no, no. I like it's it is ten minutes of real time gameplay. But how long to beat? Let me take a look at this. I bet how long to beat's like five or twelve hours, like five to eight hours. How long to beat? Twelve minutes. Um, to what does eight uh-huh. mean? Right? Because I'm presuming somehow you could just get through the twelve minutes. Kill Daisy Ridley, right? What? I, I assume that's who you're trying to kill is Daisy Ridley. That's the wife, and you do kill her quite a bit. Yes. Um, but each time you do like a loop, you're learning more about the story. You get like different keys. It's more like Majora's Mask. Like you know how Majora's Mask. Like, yeah. So you, you're taking well, stuff with you. Right. Exactly. And so you're going to like figure it out more and more about the truth, and you're able to do things like faster and faster. Um, and it is like just incredibly bleak. Um, it, it, it isn't, it, it, there's no opportunity in this game to set up a narrative that like Matt was suggesting. Like there's like, like, oh, you can't even like enjoy 12 minutes. Like there's never a point in this game where I enjoyed 12 minutes. I have to say like without, um, without spoiling the ending of the game, there is a twist that is fucking terrible and it is incredibly telegraphed um and i I would say that within two hours if you don't know how this game is going to end or at least like what the major twist is you are uh, a fucking idiot and it is it is it is the sense of like you know how like in a good story um or a good mystery which this is a mystery is like they're different clues and like the clues fit together and it's like oh because of x and y that means z must have happened that's not this this is the kind of game where it's just like oh you it's so tropey that you can figure it out right and it's just like it's playing it off as if uh the player is an idiot and um yeah no i'm glad i got this on game pass i do not recommend it i bet there are some people who really like it and I have to say, as much as I love James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and William Defoe, I don't know why they're in this game. They don't ever act. It just sounds like voice actors. Um, so, I don't know. It, it it was a huge game, uh, like, in terms of the indie circle. I think, like, people were really into it. Uh, but, like, one, I don't like adventure games that much. I didn't think this was an adventure game, and it lied to me. And so it was. And two, it is just depressing. Uh, so, like, a solid, like, 
It is beautiful. It's got a really cool perspective. It's like maybe five out of ten suds, like maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't I don't recommend it. I mean, do you guys like? I I, I guess like. If you want, I would just like watch a uh, a let's play of it. That's probably an enjoyable time, um, to the extent that like consistent domestic abuse is an enjoyable time. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know, man. Hmm. Yeah, you know it's a really great game though. What's a really great game? What What's a really great game? It is Tell Ghost us. of Tsushima, the EK Ooh. Island expansion. So oh, have you been playing it? I have been playing it. So. Um, that's phenomenal had, did you get it too no oh i just said that 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 you've been playing it is a phenomenal thing oh man like you guys were so right when you were t- telling me about um you know maybe i don't play near 1.482343 whatever it is and, and get the ps5 version of tsushima that is um it's like 30 bucks if you have the PS4 version because it upgrades to the director's cut and you get the expansion. I think it's worth it. Uh, one, there's just a ton of quality of life adjustments. So, like, just fast traveling is instant speed. There's really no more pop-in. The game looks even more beautiful. They do a ton of really cool stuff to improve the replayability of an already really lengthy game. So, you know, the best parts of Shishima are the duels, for sure. So you can replay any duel which is a really oh, nice cool. feature. Um, you can replay any, like, section of the game. So, like, you know how you clean out, like, different bandit area or, like, different Mongols. You can, like, reload them or whatever. Yeah, totally. You can just reload them and, like, try them in different ways. I wish there was kind of, like, a rating system, maybe. You know, kind of like how in GTA, uh, like, GTA Five, you have, like, ratings, like, for each mission. I, I kind of wish they had that. But outside of that, you could just do it again. And the gameplay is super fun. And that's just all in the main game. The plot for the Ike Island is great. It is it is like that classic expansion where the expansion is so like tailor made for um, the the experience, like a distilled Ghost of Tsushima experience that's like short. That I, I just I just really love it. I kind of wish that was the game. Um, Admittedly, it wouldn't work because like there's so many mechanics and things to Tsushima that could never be really done in a shorter game. But they do a really great job of like kicking you a different story um, that's more. Uh, this is unfair, but it's like more narrative driven than Ghost of Tsushima the base game was. It's more like, um, I guess I'd say it's more like The Last of Us. It's not in tone for sure. But in terms of, like, playing with, like, perspectives, playing with, um, the, like, time, you learn a ton about Jin's, uh, backstory, uh, like, before, uh, the Mongols invaded, and it's really cool, and, and I don't think this is a huge spoiler, but there are sections where you're playing as Jin as a boy, like, a lot more, I mean, you did that in the first game, but there's, there's more of that, and more interactions between him and his father, um, and I like it. I like it a whole lot. And it's, like, really condensed. Uh, it's a lot more vertical because the island is, like, really rocky. Um, and it just feels like a miniature Tsushima, which I guess is, like, a really great example of, um, like, you know, how, how you distill Tsushima, reduce the bloat, and make it into a fun little uh, deep dive into everything that makes that game great. Um, 
I don't know. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. I don't know if you guys are interested in playing it, but if you're like as at a loss of, to play a game, um, I'm interested in playing. Yeah, it. it's it's cool. I love Ghost of Tsushima. It, Ghost of Tsushima was great, but that is like a daunting thing to redo it again. But it sounds like they've thought that through. Out of curiosity, is it like completely separate from the main it. game? It is completely sounds separate like from the main just... game. Interesting. So, like, what do you start with? You start with everything you have from the main game, but the oh, so you're like importing a save? Yeah, you're importing a save. Oh, so I are you talking about like the PS4 to like PS5 transition? Because you import. Well, I'm just thinking like, it, it, well, you know, I'm just thinking if I start and I'm like, I just want to do the new DLC. You will do get I. a quest, and you'll get it's awesome how they start it. Um, so you travel from the main island to this other island, EK Island, um, and there's some really cool like. It, it's random, but it's not random. Like, random NPCs who, like, direct you to how it starts. Mm. Um, it introduces a new faction of Mongols uh, with some really cool enemies that really improve the combat, I would say. Um, and everything's tougher. So, like, I would say it is a game that's expecting you to have beaten the main game. Uh, and it is expecting you to have a lot of gear. But without spoiling what happens when you get to the island, it is a different experience um, to traverse and to explore these, this new island. Which I'd say is about as large as like one of the sections. Like You know how it was broken into three parts? It's about, it's about as big as one of those. Um, That's pretty big. It is big, um, but it is... It, it's more vertical. Like you're, you're climbing up to stuff a whole lot more than you are like exploring on like horseback. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was super cool and like some awesome vistas. And again, because it's telling like a truncated story, there's just it's more narrative driven, which I really enjoyed. Um, the problem with Tsushima is that there's just so many side quests and there's like random shit that you can do that I honestly it's endless. What? It's endless. It is endless. Yeah, there's just so much stuff and like this is very folk. It feels like it. It, it just feels like the la- like like Uncharted or something closer to that with some open world elements more than it feels like an open world game with like small uncharted scripted elements if that makes sense like it's it's more towards the linear side but it it's it's still got an open world feel to it and i think that's actually really good for the game that is good because as much as i loved ghost of tsushima to your point there's so many side quests and i'd get so distracted doing those side quests i'd like need a refresher about what the fuck was going on in the main story because i was like oh i don't want to you know keep the main story going until i clear out all these side quests and then it's just like wait what were we even doing here like i vaguely know i'm rescuing my uncle or like i'm doing this but what is this next step we're taking yeah um the really cool thing is that all the side quests tie into Jin's backstory as well, which I like. Oh, that's um, so so the whole island is about it is about like ridding them of this like tribe of Mongols that you didn't know about before. Whatever they are really well introduced, um, and it, it just explores Jin, uh, introduces his, it, like his father's death, which is a huge. It's a big part of Jin's backstory, and it's hinted at in the main game, but really fleshed out here. Uh, and I, I really like it so far. And it is, on PS5, it is, like, gorgeous. Like, I mean, it was a gorgeous game on PS4. It is, without pop-in, like, it's incredible. <laughs> just, are there it's... new uh, Are there new types of enemies, or is it still, what is oh, it? Oh, yeah, sword, there are new shield, types of enemies. Spear, yeah. brute. 
Okay, all that's the same, but they do different things. Um, and I don't want to spoil what those different things are. Is there a new stance? Maybe. Is that a spoiler to say whether there's a new stance or not? I don't know. I haven't found a new stance. Oh, okay, fair. Um, how, how far do you think you're in, into it, are you? Uh, three-ish hours. I've been doing a lot of exploring, so I've only done a couple of the main quests. Um, but, like, all the side quests again like are exploring more it's like it's it's like so much about uh i think is it kazumasa sakai jin's father like so much of it is about his dad um and so like don't go into it expecting like a ton of like stuff about like i mean it kind of is like about like you know like samurai and the relationship with like the peasant class and like fighting the mongols like that stuff's all in there but the parts that have stuck out to me again are like you're exploring the history of the sakai uh, clan sakai and his father and like how his father died and like why jim was thought of as a loser um as a kid and i don't know i, I just liked all that like and the, all the side quests have to do with that like nothing is extraneous to that central thread about like what who who is jim who is his father why is he the way he is which i i, I love all that i thought it was all great well, that sounds interesting you uh, you play anything else, or between those no, twelve dude. minutes that you hate played and Ghost of Tsushima that you lovingly played? Yeah, no, no, nothing. Did you do anything that was like twelve minutes? Did you bash in your part, your wife's head in a game? Not in a game. In real life. or in real life? Oh. <laughs> yeah, not in real life either. I just wanted to phrase it that way. Uh-huh. Um, no. So uh, I'll go next. We had uh charmy's cousin come to town he's actually from uh, columbus so i didn't get a chance to play too much but i did decide to start a replay of grand theft auto 4 because that's what i bring to the podcast playing games that came out decades ago man i hate that game grand theft auto 4 is yeah that's the forgotten grand theft auto so like i the only time it's ever brought up is those memes about bullying yep (laughs) cousin Let's, it's your cousin. Let's go bowling. So I'm actually enjoying it. Um, sure. I don't believe it, it, but sure. No, I really am. Um, it is satirical, but a lot less like blatant and in your face than Grand Theft Auto Five is. Um, and like some of the stuff, especially like vis-a-vis terrorism, is still pretty funny to be like, oh right, we're still doing this <laughs> in 2021, and they're making fun of it in a game that came out in what 2008, 2009. Um, I have really been enjoying it, and it's like all the missions that I previously thought were bullshit. It's just like, just they, the game seems to reward me for just like taking a second to think it through rather than trying to like Rambo everything, which I normally do in Grand Theft Auto games. And I think it like I previously dismissed it being like, oh man, it's Nico Bellic, this guy Nico. who who talks about like wanting to change but then is immediately a horrible person like in like the dissonance between how he is in cutscenes and what all the missions force him to do but like i think actually that's kind of the point and like the game is getting into like people don't change no matter what your past is what it is and you're not going to be able to magically become a better person man that's um, bleak i have to it's say. very bleak and i think i kind of like it as just you know, I'm probably reading way too much into a Grand Theft Auto, but like, it's kind of fun to play it this way. And also, just like shit, like, oh, the 
cars drive like boats. Uh-huh. It's kind of delightfully yeah, endearing. They drive like big old boats. We're, so like for races though, like I I would always just try and floor it all the time, thinking you yeah. know we'll just go the fastest from point A to point B. But like all you have to do is just not do that, and you will crush all of the computers because you are driving in an intelligent way. And like these missions that like I always hated escaping the cops because in grand theft auto uh four there's just like depending on the severity of your crime a bigger and bigger circle would be drawn and you have to get out of that circle without being seen by cops if you're seen by cops they wherever you're seen is the new center of that circle and like honestly the game rewards you for being creative and being like where how can i you know rather than just floor it and get everywhere you know get out of dodge as quickly as possible like you can hide from them, which I never tried before. But I don't know. I feel like playing it now, it's a lot more fun than it was before. And the story is actually pretty interesting. And I'm not cheating for once because I used to just get through four. I would tell myself, like, oh, I'm going to be as. I'm not going to cheat. But then I would just be like, oh, God damn it. I died on this irritating mission because there are no checkpoints uh, until the Ballad of Gay Tony. I would just be furious, like, all right, screw this. I'm just going to cheat myself in some health, some armor, so I don't have to do the, uh, you know, like, the 20 minute driving to start the mission. But yeah. so far, I haven't had to save Scum too often, um, and I don't know. It's, I've been surprised with how much fun I was having. I figured I would play it for like an hour and then come on, mostly to have something to talk about on the podcast. But I've been playing it all week and really enjoying it. Wait, was this on PC? Mm-hmm. Yeah, playing it on Steam. And it's the complete version, so it's got both the DLCs, too. Ballard of Gay Tony, and uh, what's the other one? Lost in the Damned, the biker one. Oh, my God. That one is super fucking depressing, because... Yes, yes, it is. Especially when you know what happens to him in GTA 5. Yeah. Because Trevor Um, kills... uh, What's his name? I can't remember. uh, Johnny. Johnny. Because you play as Johnny, right? You do play as Johnny, yeah. Um... And it, yeah, it's it's like any Rockstar like trilogy. It all kind of flows in with one another. And so like this time, having played the DLCs, it's like oh, you, you know, because when you play the DLCs, you definitely remember like they tie it heavily into the main game. But then like playing the main game, you actually can pick up a lot of references to what they were trying to do for the DLCs, and it's kind of it's fun. I don't know, it's nice those little aha moments. You big yeah. fan of, uh, I like Gay Tony a lot, if I remember correctly. Gay Tony's great. Gay Tony is, like, the one where they just did, like, all completely over-the-top missions. Yeah. I um, like Liberty City. Yeah, that was also what I was going to talk about. So, yeah, I totally agree. Like, GTA Five is fun, but driving around Los Santos is a pain in the ass. It's so spread out, which is, to be fair, LA. LA. Um, but Liberty City is fun because everything's so compact and, like, you know, it's a lot more stuff like inside buildings and like, I don't know, it's, it's fun. Alleyways. It's fun to just be swerving around traffic way more and like in these narrow alleys or these one-way streets. I don't know, I've been enjoying it a lot. And it's like GTA Five is super bright and sunny and this is like a grimy, dark fucking game, which I think yeah. matches the theme of like nobody ever fucking changes. So yeah, no, it's it's been super fun. Cool. What else did you do? Wow. So, give Anything GTA 4 a chance. 
2008. Uh, is that does Dota it? count? <laughs> I think I have. I think I have GTA 4 on my Steam library. Are you excited to play some GTA 4 now, Matt? Uh, you can say no. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't have GTA 4. It's no longer exciting. I have all. I have all of them except for GTA 4. No, you have Apparently, to have GTA 4. I'm pretty excited though, and I'm doing this partially. There's rumors that they are going to be remastering San Andreas 3 and Vice City. Um, and then five is also going to be redone sometime. It's Fucking also why? Sometime what do to you port to it to the uh, the new. Uh, so apparently, it's more than just a port to the new systems. But that's kind of the impetus for it. Is like this is a game that came out on PlayStation Three. Can they do it on PlayStation Five and make it way nicer? Because right now on PlayStation Four, it's pretty damn fast. So like, I don't know performance wise what they could possibly do uh, but supposedly they are uh boosting it up even more and so i'll be curious to see what they do but i'm very excited also to try and play san andreas or vice city less so about three uh in a remastered version because i'm a sucker for rockstar games and i think gta 5 is the new skyrim where they will just make it for every platform ad infinitum but isn't there like moneymaker just gta online Yes. Didn't you play Which, a lot of GTA Online? Or no? I, I didn't play that much of it. I played a little bit, but like it's a game that you really need to be in a crew to enjoy. Like There's a lot of stuff you can do solo that's fun, but like I always wanted to do... like They, they have implemented a ton of heists. And I like watched a couple let, Let's Plays of them. They look awesome. Like Rivaling are even better than the final heist in the main story. Uh, just crazy shit. But... Uh, yeah, they don't like to do it. You need to buy, like have millions of you know the currency to buy like you know the penthouse to planet, or like one needs you to, requires you to buy a fucking submarine, and getting that is just a huge pain in the ass unless you've been playing since it came out. So, GTA Five Online looks cool. I've played it a little bit, but it's it's hard to play as a new as a newbie because you're just like, oh, I, I barely it. can afford anything. And I played it back around. like when it was a very fresh experience before the hackers kind of um, like took over in a way. Like the hackers, they d- I mean, they really did. Broke it's, the game, yeah. Yeah, like they like, literally will spawn in like UFOs that crush your car and kill you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did. I played a lot of GTA Five online on the PS3. It was a fun time. I did a lot of dumb things like. I tried to get a bunch of people to just be like a bike gang and just like go around on the pedal bikes <laughs> and like, and just like j- jump on people's cars and try to like get people. Cause like people are like, who's this guy on the bike? Then they get out of their car and then you just like gang them. Like you start fucking them. kicking them. You just, yeah. You just bait people into like false sense of security. Cause you're just ringing your little bell on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, beating uh, them in. The GTA version of the sled game. Yeah. Just fucking kicking them to death. Um, man, I'm looking at these sales. It always fucking blows my mind. Where, like, it's like GTA 4 got $310 million in 24 hours. GTA 5 got something like $830 million in 24 hours. Yeah, they made back their development budget in, t- in like, a week. That's so... Let's fucking... No- Wait... 
it, it has to be less than a week. This game took over a billion dollars. I, I, that's fair. That's, I, yeah, wait a minute. You're right. What was GTA? Let's look this up. What was the GTA 5's? It says oh, here on a noted source, Wikipedia, that it got uh, $815 million in worldwide revenue within 24 hours. Development and marketing costs exceeded $265 million. Jesus Christ. For a game. Like, think about that. Like, Well, it's, if you're going to make a half billion dollars in profit, hell yeah. yeah. Um, but how much do movies cost? Like, they cost less than that, right? I don't know how much Yeah, I costs. think, like, wh- I think typically, like, the most expensive movies get up to, like, $100 million, But I think that's including marketing. Because marketing is, like, one of the more expensive parts of it. Uh-huh. The, the the Taco Bell endorsements don't come cheap. I wonder how much Endgame costs. One second. I know this is what the listeners love to hear. Just us like thinking about. I don't think they have to. Uh, and they, I think it was like four, for like five hundred million or something. Production budget four hundred million. Yeah. Oh wow. my god. Wait in, in for Endgame. Yeah. It most of that money has to go to the stars, right? Yep. Yeah, because I think Robert Downey Jr. has got 10% of that. That's why they're so happy to be on to this new phase, this phase four, where they're using all these young... uh, (laughs) There's a reason they killed off Iron Man Uh, and made Captain America age. Uh Jesus Christ, looking at the most expensive films of all time. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. What a forgotten movie. My God. I think Ben Hur is up there if it's adjusted for inflation. Oh, that's a good call. Unadjusted for inflation. Where's the adjusted it's, for inflation? It's either that or uh, Cleopatra. I can't remember. No, it's still it's still on Stranger Tides. Uh, if you adjust it, if you adjust it for inflation, it's four hundred and thirty-five million dollars. Just wait for the five Avatar movies to come out, then those will probably be. So, some of these are insane. Like, how the fuck did Tangled cost $309 million? Dude, animation. CGI movie, yeah, yeah dude. It's the only one that's on here. It's a CGI movie, though. Everything else Because the is... rest of them are, like, dog shit CGI. They actually had to do, like, hair follicles and shit for that movie. You think that's where all the money went? The hair? <laughs> oh, I forgot. And didn't they have a big star? Isn't that one of those singing people in that movie? I mean, a lot of Disney movies are musicals, but they don't cost this much money. Like, above it is Justice League at $317 million, and below it is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah, dude, Mandy Moore probably is a, costs a lot of money. She does not. In 2010, she was not doing anything. I don't believe you. got you. Ron Perlman, Mandy Moore. That's a big cast. Oh, this is embarrassing for Solo. Solo costs more than A Force Awakens, The Rise, Rise of the Skywalker, and The Last Jedi. It's because it's technically like two movies. What do you mean? Well, they, yeah, they they're, shot it yeah, and they, they had to completely reshoot it. Because it was yeah, so bad. They, they literally had to like change the the entire movie, yeah. So Ben-Hur in today's dollars was well, $140 million. Gets nothing. Patrick. Yeah. I hope someday they uh, come out with the, some footage from that uh, uh, cut from those guys, the uh, the Lego movie guys. I forget what their what their name is. The uh, I don't know what you're talking about. The people who originally were doing the solo movie. Um, 
they got fu- when they got fired mid-production. All right, um, let's look at this. Um, the Miller, yeah, the Miller, Phil and Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I have no idea. Wow. Okay, so Cleopatra cost thirty-one point one million, which was is two hundred and seventy-seven million. At the time, million. that's pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Wait, but oh, I see. Yeah, it pops up here. I it on Wikipedia it suggested it's two hundred and sixty-three million, which whatever. Uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. But some of these are insane, like Wild Wild West. I guess the mechanical spider is pretty expensive back then. I love how Will Smith passed on uh, the Matrix to do Wild Wild West. Well, the Matrix is hard to follow, while Wild Wild West is really easy to follow because of the giant mechanical spider. Yeah. Hey man, Kevin Klein, he was a sure thing. Oh my God, Kevin! What is he still alive? You think? Let's... Yeah, I think he is. He was in a movie recently. I saw him in. Oh my God, he is still alive. I think. Wow. What was the most recent thing he did? He's seventy-three years old. It's like, uh, is it Ed Asner who died recently? And I was just yes, right. I was like blown away. I didn't even know he was alive to die. Um, that I, he was a voice in Bob's Burgers. If that means anything. Uh, I mean, I don't really watch Bob's Burgers. That's like one of those shows where I know it's great. I just don't have the time or energy to to care. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. It's like uh, you know, Maybe it's like all. It's like I, I like uh, John H. Benjamin for me is he's just so much uh, Coach McGurk. Coach McGurk, <laughs> yeah. That like <laughs> every time I'm just like, man, you should just be using your your talents for Coach McGurk because you're doing the almost the same character every time. Just like. You know, Coach McGurk is just like him. You know that character dialed to eleven. Yeah, but like Bob and Bob's Burgers, it's like the same. He's same not shit with Archer. Yeah, I guess so. I like Archer though. I don't. I haven't followed. I haven't kept up with it to be to be fair. But I don't keep up with anything anymore. So yeah, I tried to keep up with Archer, and boy, did it go off the rails. Really? I thought it was still it's good. still funny and yeah. it's still entertaining. But like, just what they started as to what they are now is pretty wild and it started in a pretty wild place fair enough i'm surprised it keeps going i mean i mean they did a whole season that was like in archer's head when he was yeah (laughs) it's just like wait what i don't know is the show over was it supposed to end i think they have another season yeah the new season's coming out like now like yeah i've been seeing the ads on twitch archer they're like in a jungle or something what like indiana jones season okay but uh yeah so that's that's Anything what i did this week the, the last thing i wanted to talk to you guys about and this just came out today i was curious for your guys take on the news out of china that the government of china is going to limit uh minors so anybody under 18 not allowed to play video games during the week and will be allowed to play one hour a week uh, or per Friday, per day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, from eight to nine p.m. And I'm like, I'm curious. I have a few thoughts on this. Mostly, I want that to happen in the United States, so then I can just know. Okay, for this hour, I don't have to play to avoid everybody. Um, I don't know how you can enforce that. You I think in China. Uh, well, I think in China, the way it works is you have to give 
you have to show you know basically give the game you company have to log your id everything yeah. yeah but i think my understanding based on little internet researching and who knows how true this is is that a lot of people just like use their parents or use their friends id to get around that yeah but um, uh, I think it's still well, you know. What's the penalty? Like, what happens if you fucking you get fire up you your... you become a crypto miner, so you'll be a <laughs> miner doing crypto mining. Boy, do we have a game for you! It's it's called <laughs> fucking sit here and watch these uh, GPUs overheat, and if they overheat, you'll have to manually mine. Dude, I mean, hope, hope you've been paying attention to math class. I mean. I mean what can you do? China's gonna do China, man. Like, you can't even fucking have an opinion about it. You can. You can be like, how... You'll be like Chat and Tatum fucking apologizing. Yeah, like, that's what it is. It's like, either you apologize <laughs> so that a billion people don't get upset with you, or you're just like, fuck it. I don't want to have a billion people listen to uh, this podcast. Like, I'm a... It's pretty silly thing, It's insane. Like, it's the insane shit yeah. they do all the time. Like, you know... I, I, I don't know. It's a, I feel the same way about, like, it's slightly different scale, but, like, Russian hacking. It's like, these people, like, drink gasoline. Like, what are you, what are we <laughs> losing to here, you know? I don't, I've never got that. I just, I don't know, the same. They set up, like, hack shops and train stations. Yeah. It's like. You know, like, there's that uh, parody, like. Uh, well, you know what it is. What, what is it? The, the CIA, uh, need, uh, drug tests and probably all the best hackers are just sitting there doing all you doing know, fucking ketamine. Gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, they, I actually could speak on that. They've relaxed it pretty significantly. It used to be no illegal drugs in the last seven years, and now it's right. just like okay, they give us six months. <laughs> they do the spinal. They do the spinal tap to make sure that you're not. Uh, oh yeah. You've never done LSD. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like. China is so inscrutable to me, and, like, the decisions they make don't make any sense to me. Um, and I don't I don't know, like, what does this accomplish, exactly? Yeah. I wonder um, if this is their version of, like, culture war bullshit. That yeah. is just, like, you know, let's distract they, from the real thing and rile people up with the video games are destroying also, youth. Um, Do you think they have probably, culture wars in China? Is that no, even allowed? I mean... <laughs> I think oh, absolutely. What it honestly is, though, is, like, look how um, uh, online gaming has probably been uh, spreading, you know, the, like, support Hong Kong shit. Um, oh, and this is probably a way oh that could be it, it too. Out, get all the kids off the internet, and they can't you know, read some guy in chat saying support Hong Kong. Right. Yeah, typing in Tiananmen Square over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And, because, uh, like, that is a big, like, you know, like, all, all the, the Hearthstone people were getting in trouble for doing that stuff, and uh, streamers and stuff. So, like, I imagine that has something to do with it. Yeah, could, could be that too. Wait, could so be... are you like an expert in the cultural warfare that is internal to China? I'm curious. Like, what are the cultural fault lines? Oh China? no, I I I am I am by no means. I an know expert. there's like a big kind of um, there's like the the 
city people versus the non-city people. Big no, thing I just, that. I, I think that That's is probably here. it. But, like, I think, yeah, well, I just think, like, any government looking at the United States would just be like, oh, wow, all we need to do is get them distracted with bullshit and they won't care about anything else. We'll spend all of their tar- yeah. time arguing about this nonsense. Let's, get you know, give them some fucking red meat. I'm sure it's not, like, criticizing the ruling party, but I'm sure it's some other social issue where there's some dissent allowed. Like, my understanding of the censorship in China is it's basically the censorship here. Like, you know, we just saw with the uh, pullout in Afghanistan, did any network say anything positive about it? It's like, no, it's like they're self-censoring. The only difference is there, there's an official censor versus here. It's just, you know, oh, if I say shit about, you know, this corporation, I'm going to be taken off the air. There, it's like, oh, if I say this shit about the ruling party, I'll be taken off the air. So, like, I imagine it's not that different. Except one would be sent to a Chinese gulag, and presumably here you just have your financial future ruined. So, yeah, you get the gulag of the streets. Yeah. I would also say, like, their censorship is a lot broader in terms of, like, internet and the TV and what they see in their media. And I mean, we hear all the time about how, like, oh, this movie, when it went over to China, they had to take this scene out. You know, oh, for sure. Like, like I'm, I'm not saying know, that like, there's no censorship Star in China. Wars, I'm just saying, Awakens. like, the sometimes there's... Th- <laughs> yeah, they take John Boyega and make him small and put him in the corners. Like, <laughs> they won't let Kelly Marie Tran be on anything. Why? For the... for Because the, she's Vietnamese. Wait, is that bad in China? Yeah. Oh, the Chinese and Vietnamese hate each other. Yeah. But they hate each other so much that Kelly Marie Tran can't be on the fucking poster? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it like I learned this when I went to Vietnam. Like it, it's they, they were like, oh yeah. I mean, we had a spat with the Americans, but the Chinese, we really hate those motherfuckers. And uh-huh. I was like shocked. What was the reasoning? They try to conquer Vietnam or something? Yeah, a lot of a yeah, lot of I mean, uh, wars coming uh, Chinese for a invasions long time. of Vietnam. What's now Vietnam? Um, probably it's like for as far back as like you know dynasty warriors <laughs> <laughs> but no it's true it's like for literal thousands of years there have been attempted conquests into i don't know what the geographic term is but what is now antiquity oh. yeah mountains and jungles man like it's almost it's impossible to conquer because of the geography pretty much that's what caused lubu to fall right i couldn't get past that hill in dynasty warriors 5 <laughs> but uh yeah so i was i was interested in that and i was just like i'm curious what it'll do to companies like tencent although like it does kind of seem like the dream to me to be able to play video games without a little kid telling me i'm a piece of shit to go kill myself online you do notice though like you also choose the games that they like, tell you to kill yourself in brian like you were just like, saying how you're playing you can, Dota. very true like you're playing you can be playing a game right like let's say you're off on like a weekday or like you just have the afternoon early afternoon you're playing at like 1 30 in the afternoon to 2 3 it comes around like about four o'clock it's almost like you hit a wall yeah. like all the kids are out of school it's just you know you can tell yeah the, <laughs> the game on the weekend. Changes. like that's why some people like say playing on weekends suck because yeah you're playing with and i know you you could sit back and say well when i was a kid i didn't suck at games yes you absolutely did <laughs> you absolutely did for sure <laughs> well it's like the the 
the, with the advent of online games, like it's made me, it's definitely pushed me more back towards single player games because it's just like yeah. I don't mind like not doing great at the game. I do mind when I'm not doing great at the game and somebody's yelling in my ear that I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> it's like uh-huh, I don't right. need this. We've talked about that before, and we'll probably uh, talk about that again. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, I'm a, sure. I don't know, but uh, China, China's going to China. I mean, I think that's like the big thing. Did you hear how the guy, the creator of Yakuza is leaving Sega ever since like joining them in 1989 oh, wow. to fucking join Tencent? Wow. Or not that's Tencent? A, it's like Net uh, NetEase, another Chinese like developer. Wow, that's a that's a big get. Oh, Tencent's a publisher, right? Uh, I mean, a lot of these things are pretty nebulous. Like Activision Blizzard is a publisher and also a developer, right? So that's true. Um, no, but it's, they, they're not going to tent. He's not going to tent. He's going to like a company called NetEase, which is uh, another Chinese like gaming company. Negotiate does Black Star Online. Yeah, yeah, they do like MMOs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Negoshi is hilarious to me because he looks like someone, and he clearly does have Yakuza contacts. Um, and if <laughs> if you just just just. Do a quick search uh, of him. He just looks like a street punk, even though he's like 60-plus years old. It's crazy. Oh, NetEase partners with Blizzard to operate the Chinese versions of their game. Uh, yeah, I think maybe... Um, the Remember the whole kerfuffle about the Blizzard... Or not the Blizzard, but the Diablo like uh, mobile game? Like I think that might have been them. I'm not sure. Yeah. But. All right, so let's see this guy. Toshiro Nagoshi. Toshihiro, excuse me. Toshihiro Nagoshi, yeah, the creator of Yakuza, and oh wow, he definitely he, <laughs> he looks, looks the like part. Ya- yeah, he just looks like he's part of the Yakuza. It's bizarre. Wow, thirty-two years, That's great. He's fucking fifty-six years old. It's crazy. Oh, he also did Monkey Ball. Okay, look at the before and after for when he was like directing Monkey Ball, and uh, when he is now now what he looks like after making Yakuza games. Man, they need to make like another good monkey. Monkey ball games are good, bro. Well, I mean, oh that's why God. it's insane. This that he's is living. fantastic. Did you see a before and after? Yeah, with the long hair. Yeah, I'll put. I'm gonna take a copy and send it. Put it in the podcast channel for you, Matt. Uh, oh, another monkey-based game that needs to make a return is monkey Ape Escape. Uh, that's never gonna happen because fucking Kojima's not there yeah, anymore. Right? Fuck that shit. He should just be able to get all his shit. He should just walk in there and say, "This is my shit." <laughs> How does IP work? Like, like James just right, say like James my shit. That's my shit. Yeah. That's my shit right here. Yeah, just grabbing Ape Escape stuff and running out the door. Grabbing Ape Escape's ass, and then having a gun put in his mouth by the ape. I, I loved that mini game in Metal Gear Solid Three. There was no mini game in Metal Gear Solid Three where you grabbed the monkey's ass and the monkey put a gun no, in Snake's mouth. But you did go after the monkeys as Snake, and that's just beautiful it was good um man that's a great game i want to play it again i don't think it's available on ps5 unfortunately no you you can buy the um the anthology for ps4 oh they're all okay it's not a download it's a hard disc you have to buy god damn it um i have all the discs so that's fine but it's yeah it just needs to be in um it just needs to be like Same thing on with, PC. Um, I just want all those games but, on like, PC. The funny, the thing is, is that Metal Gear Solid Four 
is, is still only on available PS3. from PS3. Yeah, it's just complete trash. <laughs> like, I think they're probably just gonna leave it like that, just to kind of like dick with Kojima. That's fucking terrible. That being said, I played that game like four times. I don't think I need to play it again. Right, I can just like like replay it in my mind. Yeah, and I mean most of it's a movie, so whatever. Yeah. Anything else, man? Any other world events you wanted to share? <laughs> no, that that was uh, that was about it. So, Matt, what did what'd you get up to this week? Did you watch more Evangelion? There's no, no there's fucking no more Evangelion to watch. Thank it's God. all over. I didn't know if it was going to yeah. rewatch it, and then I'm going to have to no. frantically Google things. Well, you were <laughs> you guys to, talk you, about You were them. supposed to watch the whole series and watch all five yeah. movies. I will. I mean, like, it, it did probably sound like a, a bunch of nonsense last week, but I do recommend the series. I recommend For the sure. series, and I recommend End of Evangelion. Like, if you... And that, that's good. Yeah, you don't need to watch the the other things. That's like if you the, want more. If you want, if you're the yeah. if you're a real pervert, you can watch those movies. <laughs> yeah, if you're yes, <laughs> it's good. It's good for perverts. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. If you're a um, real robo pervert, you can you can do it. Um, I did continue my uh, journey through the audiobooks of Lord of the Rings. Did you finish the Fellowship? I finished the Fellowship. Correct. Hey. Do you like and, it more? And doing so, um, there's like there's like some things that are 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 much better, right? Like, of obviously, but there are things about like the movie. I mean, I don't think you can say one is better than the other. You know what I mean? I don't know. You were pretty equivalent. Like, you're you were pretty much like, man, they talk so fucking much. Last time, yeah, you they about do. This. But it's like the books are like if you if you like Lord of the Rings and you want like the council uh scene to last for two hours i don't read the book but yes that's true um if you want to you know like there's a couple of uh action sequences that in the book they're a little better because like gandalf does more magic in the books um but that also makes the movies better because when he does do magic, like the the way that the magic is represented in the movies is really cool. How it's like really kind of like naturalistic and like and very mysterious, you know. It's very weed based. <laughs> there is a lot of uh, we did kind of just kind of think is is pipe weed like some sort of weed like yeah yeah it totally it, is you know it's up to, it totally is. Um, there's high as yeah, shit Yeah, I, I, I did uh, watch um, the Fellowship of the Ring extended edition, like, after reading it. No way! Okay, I've, yeah. I've never done that. So I mean, I've watched extended edition, obviously, but I never, like, read the book and then immediately went to the movie. Yeah. Did it make you like the movie more? Yeah, there's a couple notable things. Um, Sean Bean's acting uh, is, he's, like... People might possibly be the second best casted next to Gan- next to Ian McKellen or Ian. You got it, uh, Ian McKellen. Mc- yeah, Ian McKellen as Gandalf. That's probably like near perfect casting. I don't know. I think everyone in that movie is perfectly casted. To be honest, mm-hmm. like who would you I change? Know, like after 
Will Smith is Frodo. I I don't know who I would change it to, but it's not to say that Viggo Morrison is not an amazing actor and doesn't do an amazing job in those movies, but I I don't think he was playing the the same Aragorn that's in the books. But he's also a different Aragorn because he's very love-stricken in the movies, which in the books it's really, I don't think, that was kind of He's just like, I don't need that pussy. I don't even remember it being a part of the book at all. Hmm. He does but, get married um, to um, Liv Tyler. I don't remember her name. I do like... Eowyn? I, I don't know. I felt like he was a little different as a different Aragorn. I don't know. No, it's... I take your word for it. I mean, you you read the book a lot more recently than yeah. I Yeah. So you're on Two um, Towers now? Yeah. Um, which is, like I said, just like very much like the... Like the other experience, it's the same kind of stuff. Like oh, I think it's a lot up. faster than like I. Yeah, I, it's a lot faster paced, um, but there's still a lot of banter. Like the ends don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 like <laughs> this, I swear, it's just like I was doing dishes earlier and listening to the book, and like the, you know, like me doing dishes and you know, or cleaning up the kitchen and doing all that stuff is like this one end was talking about birds and shit for like the whole time I was doing this one chore and I was like I didn't get anywhere I sat to, I was like I'm gonna listen to Lord of the Rings see what happens it's just this one end was talking about these fucking birds he used to love and like how he would talk to them and, and they would sing this like all this and I was just like I, I, I know this is all very good but like some of it is just fucking banter you know what I mean I take your word for it. I mean, I don't remember yeah. a passage that lasted for twenty minutes about the birds, but I can. No, it, it does feel like it's like sometimes you know what I mean. Like, but then when the book is going, like, like I said in the group text, like when they get to, like the or like the end, you know, of the fellowship where they're getting chased down by the orcs and like the whole thing with Barmir trying to take the ring from Frodo and all that stuff. That is like really good, intense, fast-paced stuff. But it does slow the fuck down when, like, you know, ants are talking about birds. <laughs> you wish that was in the movie. <laughs> they, 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 they fucking speed up the end shit in the movie. They're just like, there's like five scenes, but like, Mary and Pippin are with the ants for fucking ever in the books. Where are you in uh, Two Towers? Um, they just, uh, met back up with Gandalf with Gandalf and they're all catching up catching up to speed and like they're riding the Isengard they're not or yeah no they're riding the Minas Tirith what or I like I mean there's Helm's Deep and there's Isengard and yeah so has Helm's Deep that's like the end of the book right so right no like I said they just like Gandalf the White has you know like i'm at that part ah where he like comes back and like finds them in the forest oh okay like the middle of the movie it's like the middle of the book yeah gotcha no it's not the middle of the book i'm still pretty early on huh well i don't there you go yeah it's good though i I mean fuck i'm excited to like i wanted to watch the two towers but i'm I'm gonna wait till i'm done to finish the book and watch the extended edition and repeat the yeah. process that's cool, that's man. not fun to do yeah how many hours is the is the audiobook you think like 12 hours 18 it's 18 hours from start to finish and that's the, all three books no that's like one book oh my god <laughs> that's a lot of 
It's a lot of uh, a lot of ants, man. A lot of ants. A, a lot, lot of birds. A lot of bo- Tom Bombadil singing. Jesus Christ! Eighteen hours. All right. Yeah, I just like listen to it all. Like, uh, you know, like I listen to at least an hour or so a day. You know. All right, uh, Matt Ant. What else did you do? Uh, something we, I just recently did uh, with the Valheim boys of Hamtown. We uh, conquered Ham- the the boss. The final five minutes one? before the podcast. The final right? boss um, that is available at the time of early access. Congrats! I don't know if that's a good thing or yeah. not. It was, was it hard? It was um, not hard. No. We were prepared. We were well prepared. Like over prepared? Was um, it a joke? It wasn't a joke. I could see that if we weren't prepared, like if we didn't have all the uh, consumables and and um, armor upgrades, that I c- it could be a, a pain in the ass. I can see how that fight could go awry very easily, especially if you don't know what's going on. But I, uh, you know, we were prepared, so we kicked ass. Now. There's no more bosses, and we just have to sort of wait for the game to... Fucking update? Yeah, update and finish. So they're going to add... They, they announced uh, this week when the next big update's coming, which is September 16th. So, oh, that's so until soon. then, it's a sim simulator? Yeah, yeah now you're going to build yeah, like, pretty more much. fucking it's just, villages and shit? Yeah, it's just like, you know... Did you guys explore the entire map? Hell no, that's huge. Like, I feel like it would take a long time to explore the whole map. So, like, will they? Most people like they'll they'll enter. You can enter the seed in this one website, and it kind of like uses an AI program or whatever, and will like unfog the map for you, so you could look at everything if you wanted. But as far as exploring it all, that's kind of that would take a while. I feel like, but like when Kevin's Kevin's really into filling out his map, like going up and down, just like like a <laughs> fucking madman. What? Wow! It looks really cool though. I I really like the the how the map is like a map of the map. You know, like when you I guess, but map, like, I why like, is he like... acting like a human scanner, just going up and down, <laughs> like uh, fucking? So it's all completely uncovered. That's you can see the continent in its entirety. That's madness. Um, but so when they do the update, do they just like put the boss in an undiscovered area, or like is there a chance it'll be like in a place well, you've already been to? There's like two unfinished biomes that are just sort of like you can go and like explore them, but they're fairly empty and they're just sort of there. Wait, what biomes? So like are I they? feel like so there's it, it goes. You have the meadows, the black forest, the Mountains, the plains. What's well, between a meadow ocean. and a plain? A meadow, um, I guess, is like has uh, trees and is like a okay. you know like you come out of a forest and there's a meadow. Uh huh. So, and a plain is like uh, no trees at all. Less trees, more you know, getting more sun. You know, having you know wind you know kind of like the kind of like a kansas kansas is like the plains carry on my wayward son yeah um and then uh the other the unfinished biomes is the mist lands okay which um 
kind of like it looks like it's going to be kind of like a um like a volcano-y kind of ashy area with like some you know scary creatures who knows and then in the north there's the deep north where you know the further north you get it's just like cold you know mountains and maybe like uh icebergs who knows and some snowmen trying to kill you abominable snowmen i'd like them to add some like frost trolls or something Uh, yeah yeah. those are very viking enemies so okay and then there's how many bosses are left just two for each biome or what no, that's maybe it. yeah. Wait. Well, well, right now there's, there they might add another one or two. Yeah, who knows? Wait, how so many you, bosses? You beat are all of them in the game. Beat all the ones that are available. Yeah. But how many are they planning to do? I guess. I don't know. Oh, well. Who could say? Well then, anything Not else, Falheim, Matt, Viking, Matt? Um. No, not really. I just uh, yeah. You just uh, watched Lord of the Rings and listened to Lord of the Rings and played <laughs> Valheim. A lot of medieval type stuff. Medieval Matt. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch a lot of the Gamescom stuff. Or it wasn't Gamescom, it was something. It totally else. was Gamescom. You excited for that Horizon oh. Zero Dawn? Part D. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they announced the release date for that. So I have a fucking finite date when i need to find a ps5 yep uh so. although it's releasing on ps4 too isn't it or is it just ps5 i don't believe yeah it. i know but i want to play it on you the, know yeah that was sort of like what i said to myself i was like well i don't really need to get a ps5 till horizon zero dawn's out and now, now you have until february i haven't yeah i haven't read a preview that's been less helpful than the fucking elden ring preview <laughs> right. I, know. I have no idea what that <laughs> game no is sense. like beyond that it's kind of like dark souls i also have no idea what george r, r. martin's contributing because like i right. was lo- did he just like i don't know did he just sort of like nod at it was like, i think okay. he was like hey miyazaki my friend please help me take pressure off wins winner can i just tell people <laughs> i helped with this and miyazaki being a great guy said something really opaque that george r, r. martin didn't understand so he was like cool i'm telling everybody he was probably like, you know, like, hey, that looks kind of cool. And what if that guy's sword was, like, different? Okay. Like, maybe stuff like that. I don't... That That's the only thing I got from the Gamescom coverage of Elden Ring. Right. It was like, oh, actually, Miyazaki is writing all the dialogue. And I was like, okay, so if it's not his world, and it's not his game, and he's not writing the dialogue, what could he be doing? And it's just, like really frustrating did he come up with the title yeah maybe even the title sounds very dark soulsy <laughs> to me um yeah the lands between sounds dark soulsy none of this is none of this is like something i would attribute to martin but i don't know that that whole preview is really frustrating like it's like it it was like 15 minutes of gameplay and they talked about it in such vague terms that i'm like i don't I don't know if this game is like Sekiro, or if it's like Bloodborne, or if it's like Dark Souls. And, or none of the above. Or none of the above. Yeah, or if it's more like an action RPG, you know. Uh, I mean, Dark Souls is an action, action RPG. I don't know. What, what, like, what do you mean? But, like, I mean, like, it's more like a... Um, 
not so uh, skill based. Oh, where, sure, it's not like as unforgiving. Where it's yeah, you know, yeah, where you can kind of, kind of like a uh, one of the Lord of the Rings, like the Shadow Mordor games, you know. Oh, fuck those games! I hate those games. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Gamescom was cool. They have they announced Sifu and the release date for that, which I'm very excited. I do love that. Microsoft used Gamescom to be like, actually, no couch co-op for Halo Infinite, and the Forge isn't going to be out. <laughs> it's like, what is coming out in this game? The multiplayer, right? Yeah, it's free multiplayer. It's all it is. It's the free. I think that's it. I really yeah. think that's it. And like, I'm going to play it. And I'm looking forward to it. It's a fucking Halo game. I'm sure it'll be fun. We'll play but... it because it's free, and we need yeah, like we need a we need a new shooter. Know. Even though I don't particularly like Halo, but I, I, you know, I play it when other people are playing it. Like I'm not that opposed to it, you know. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. We'll play it for a month and then abandon it, yeah. like we do all the games we try out. What? Right. How close? You how, like how many more months do you think we shun Overwatch before we go back to playing Overwatch? <laughs> um, when they announce Overwatch two and you get hype on it. No, I think it, it, as soon as they release some character, they, we're back in. Yeah, or yeah, or like. Um, you know, when they do the Overwatch 2 beta or something. It's like, oh, I don't know, but I'll play the beta. Mm-hmm. You know. You could uh, create, like, a fake Reddit profile and say, as a, as a female gamer, you don't find it offensive. And then just really play that up. Well, so a lot of people have been trying to be like, but it wasn't the Overwatch team. I've been saying it's not the Overwatch team. <laughs> a lot of people have. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I feel like a lot of people are trying to justify no, I mean, you know, keep it, it, playing Overwatch. Yeah, Meanwhile, WoW is on fire. Yeah, I mean, Overwatch is still fun. WoW destroyed itself and is yeah. not that fun anymore. Yeah, I need to go back to Final Fantasy XIV. I just need to find some time. It's a great game. I, if I didn't get sucked into Dota, and I'm sure it's only a matter of time before I get burnt out on Dota, I will go back to Final Fantasy XIV. It's a lot of fun. It's awesome. I don't like... I couldn't really get into the. Um, Did you try it? The, the style. Well, it is a little grindy in the beginning, and it takes a couple hours to like unlock a real rotation for your character. Right, Man. and until then, it is kind of slow and uh, dull. Like I think I only did it because uh, the artist, formerly known as it Ben, seemed like there was absolutely no voice acting anywhere. That comes later. There's a lot of it later. Oh, really? It's like the beginning is just all just reading, and then yeah. people. Like, but then it becomes like a straight up Final Fantasy game. Like that's why I like it. Okay. It's supposed to have an awesome plot. I mean, I'm really, I really want to try it out, like in depth. Is it Endwalker coming out soon too? God damn. Yes. Yes. And like they literally design it for you to be able to like come, you know, play it for a while, stop playing, come back when you feel like it. Like they've said, that's their business model. They don't worry about keeping players constantly. So, which I is is refreshing. Like you don't feel like you're missing out, or you'll be perennially behind the curve if you're not constantly grinding. Is the idea that like each expansion in fourteen is like a Final Fantasy game in and of itself? Yes. Okay. Okay. That that's exciting to me. I'm really excited for sixteen. Tell us more. I want to see more. They never will. It'll be. Mm. It'll come out as Final Fantasy. Yeah. X four nine. It will take as long to make as Kingdom Hearts three. What if they called it Final Fantasy versus thirteen? <laughs> I wouldn't even be that mad. It's like, oh well, it's about time. Okay. Did they announced release date. 
For 16? No, I don't think so. Yeah. All these games are coming out like the first like quarter, like for first two months of 2022. It's like goddamn. Like Elden Ring is like within the first two weeks of 2022, and then that's usually how it works, right? Is like the console gets released for like holiday season, and then like not the ye- next year, but the following year, things really start blowing up. Yeah, but even like like Elden Ring's like going to be like a 60 hour game, right? And then. I hope so, but I mean it'll be like thirty to forty to fifty to sixty hours. I would say, like somewhere in that broad, broad, broad range. And then Horizon was how long? Horizon's super long, but at least fifty to sixty. I That's mean, if you. I, I feel mean, like it's fifty if you're just maining the story and barely doing any of the side stuff. In if Horizon, you start really getting yeah. the side stuff. I feel like it's easy an eighty-hour game. Yeah, I, and I love. Oh my god, I need to go and beat that expansion for Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, yeah, I do yeah, too. Same. But, um, Sames. like, yeah, like, that's like just two gigantic games releasing within two weeks of each other. It's a little much, guys. Come on. Just coordinate it better, out. damn it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And also, where the fuck is Bloodborne? Come on. Why, why the fuck am I waiting so long for Bloodborne 2? Maybe that'll be a good idea. Alright. Is that it? Are we ending it there? We can end it there. I think we've reached the end. I got nothing else.